0: and welcome to another episode of The Little Give. Uh, meet our guests. Tell us who you are, where you're from, and what you're all about.
1: Hi, Cindy. Thanks for having me. My name is Stacy Renee, and I am an entrepreneur. I've, I've had five businesses over the last 20 years. And right now, the, the season of life I'm in now, I'm focusing on bringing the power of business to solve social issues like the mental health crisis that we're dealing with today. And so it, that is where uh, I'm at in my life today awesome so tell us how you got to this point oh my goodness' it's, it's a it's quite a ride to get to where I'm at now and I think it is important um, the backstory is pretty important um, I've had uh, my first three businesses uh, one was failure two were very successful but um, in this in the second business towards uh, we were hitting a real high I ended up having breast cancer and a one-year-old at the same time and so working 40 50 60 hours a week was not conducive to taking care of my health and being there for my child. And that's when we had a a service based business and and it was an insurance agency is what it was. And we decided at that point in time that we were going to sell the insurance agency and start a product based business, because if we could do product, a product based business, we could sell it globally and work a little bit less so we could leverage our time to make more money with less time invested. And so we sold the insurance agency and took a big chunk of money and invested in a new company. Um, and we started a company, it was the world's first and only welding helmet that had a 180 degree lens design. So you imagine a welding helmet that actually had peripheral vision. So we had the patent on that product and we sold it to Granger, Fastenal, MSC, Snap-on Tools, many retailers across the United States and in seven other countries. And then about 12 years ago, we were really at a really good point in that business. And we got hit with a lawsuit. And the lawsuit actually—it um, was—it was from an ex-employee. It had nothing to do with the product. And you know, after a certain amount of things happened through that lawsuit, it ended in a complete and total loss. So, I lost my—we ended up losing the business. Uh, lost my marriage. I was married to my partner. Um, it was just a total loss in my life, and it was really, really hard because it, that business was like a child to me. The, the, the lifestyle that we had you know, built was, was quite nice and quite comfortable. And I was left with just remnants of what little part that I was able to salvage after that. And it was a tough season of life. And as I was going through that grief, I realized early on that drinking a bottle of wine and eating frozen yogurt every night was not going to be sustainable long term. And I needed to figure out a way to cope with the grief that I was facing. And, you know, starting over as a middle aged single mom, it was not an easy task. But what I found was when I was serving someone else, when I was being of service to someone else, the pain in me lessened just a little bit. So I really just threw myself into service. And so I joined Uh, the local service league. I joined the Child and Family Guidance Center, the Child Welfare Board, um, the Youth Connection, which is a homeless shelter for teenagers, and just really got involved in my community. And that just got me through the rough time of my life. Fast forward a couple years later, and I started seeing some things in my service work that were very alarming to me. And what I saw was our needs were growing exponentially. The needs of, and you know, we had the mental health needs that we have, anxiety, depression, alcoholism, drug addiction. Uh, Our needs were going up, homelessness, and our ability to keep up with the needs weren't, was not keeping up at the same pace. So I was volunteering for a lot of charities and the charity model, it's a necessary model. It's a, beautiful model to help take care of needs, immediate needs. However, the charities don't tend to have the resources to really attack the root cause and to really figure out what's causing this huge trajectory that we're in and how do we keep it from growing faster than we can keep up with it. And the other thing I started noticing was that we had a shortage of healthcare professionals in the mental health field. So while we had resources to help people, we didn't have enough resources, so much so that that a lot of our local therapy centers have had to just cut off their waiting list because there's just not enough resources to to take care of the needs. So as I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, okay, we've got to solve these problems. These are problems that, that are not sustainable. We can't keep going the way we're going. And I started thinking about, well, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a, you know, when when we start a business, it's to solve a problem and it's to, to solve a problem with power and with sustainability and with regeneration and we can really solve problems. So why can't we use that problem solving model to solve our social issues? Because we can build a device that fits in our pocket that connects us with the entire world in a nanosecond, but yet we can't solve addiction and and mental health issues that we're that we're facing. And so that's when I decided at that point that I wanted to dedicate my experience um, and my skill set around business to specifically targeting the social issue of the mental health crisis. So that's what brought me to where I'm at today, and how I got here.
0: Wow. That's incredible. What is it about your personality that really made you take all that hardship you just spoke about and decide to like, just turn it around? What, what is it about you and your personality?
1: That's, that's an interesting question that you should ask that that could take us in, into a whole nother conversation, which I would love to have with you also. But um, for me, I think, I think every time I learn something new, I want to share it with the world. Every time I, I overcome something myself. I want to teach others to do that. And I think that's just a part of my personality and, and who I am. I am here to help make the world better. I, I know that about myself um, and I want to I want to use what I've been through to help others.
0: Is that something that you were taught as a child to your family or it's just like something that just you were born with that you're ingrained with?
1: That is something that um, just emerged in the last 12 years I would say I'm not sure that it had always been a part of I I guess it always was but it was hidden for for a lot of years and then that trauma and that you know that experience of just going back to ground zero and rebuilding myself I really went into a state of surrender and um Asked the universe or life or God, just show me where I can be the most impactful. And as I let go of the control and let go of trying to make things look a certain way, that's when all of this evolved and unfolded in such a beautiful way.
0: Awesome. So what was your first step once you had this idea, which is an amazing idea? um, What was the first step you took towards making it happen?
1: I really just started thinking about and visualizing, you know, how can we make an impact and going back on my own personal experience with my businesses and realizing that we need to make a lot of profit in order to make the impact that we want to have. So we needed to have a patented product that we could sell globally so that that we could bring in the profit that we need to actually impact the change. But when, when it, what first started was I started thinking about how can we stop this mental health crisis? How can we change the trajectory? And what I what I thought, my very next thought was we've got to get to the kids because brain development happens between zero and seven years old. Mental health is a brain health issue. So if we're looking at the brain, those, those first seven years of development are crucial for what the person's mental health will be as an adult. So if we can get to the children when they're young, we can actually avert this mental health crisis that we're we're going towards. So the idea is to have a manufacturing plant where we hire parents with small children because the only way we can get to our children really is to get to the parents. So we have a business, this is a great slide to show right here, the business that's a manufacturing plant assembly, but that also has a daycare on site, it has a commercial kitchen on site. And so... The parents with young children can come work in this assembly plant, this manufacturing plant, and their kids are with us and we're taking care of their kids. We're making sure that they have the connection that they need and the resources they need for proper brain development. The commercial kitchen will provide breakfast, lunch and take home dinners to the family, which will ensure it'll do two things. One, it ensures that the children are getting the nutrients that they need for proper brain development, which is crucial. The second thing is it takes a load of stress off the parents. Now, stress, if you have chronic stress during those formative years of your brain development, it will impair your brain development. So taking a load of stress off the parents allows the children to not be bathed in a sea of constant stress, chronic stress. And so with the, with those two pieces of the puzzle, we can actually start working with the children and making sure their brains are developing as they should. Now, the, the other component to this that is really exciting is the, having our managers be coaches. So our managers will be trauma informed. They will understand how the brain works. They understand how trust, stress impacts our brain functioning so that they, the, the Managers of the business are actually coaching the employees and teaching them coping mechanisms, teaching them how to deal with stress, teaching them emotional intelligence, which is what we need in order to to thrive in the society we live in today. So that is part of this. This is a holistic solution to the mental health crisis that we're facing today
0: wow so that is a lot okay so what a phenomenal business plan to start off with i mean to to start off with this plant have the daycare on site have the kitchen but how did you end up coming up with all the other things like the managers being coaches like the transportation i saw there like all of the things the components that go to it how did you end up developing all of that to turn it from this lucrative business into this social solution
1: well, I started learning, you know, the brain science that that has emerged in the last 10 years is phenomenal and can literally change somebody's life. Just understanding the brain science that we're that we, that we have now that we didn't have in the past. And so I think that's such a crucial point of helping people along their journey. Um is helping them understand the brain science, helping them understand how their brain works. And that if they have a mental health issue, it's not because they're faulty, or there's something wrong with them. It's because they have a brain health issue. And it can be corrected. But you need to understand what causes it, um, understand how to correct it. And so having this pathway for people to take where they can actually learn about how their brain works and how to help their brain work in a more functional way um, is is a critical, crucial piece of mental health for all of us. And so what we're, what we're seeing and this was, you know, part of this was what we're seeing is the parents of young children are under a tremendous amount of stress, especially single moms, especially single moms. Cause you think about being a single mom in today's society and, making enough money to pay your rent and to have housing for your kids and the food and all of the things that you need. Plus teach them emotional intelligence. It is way too much that we're putting on our single parents. And so helping them understand all of these things about handling stress and growing and changing and evolving and keeping up with the latest brain science, that only helps them to help their kids to, to break the generational cycles that we've that that a lot of the people today are falling into.
2: Hi, my name is Justin Clark, and I'm the president of the Board of Directors for Driving Single Parents, a 501c3 nonprofit serving the citizens of San Antonio and Bear County, Texas. I'm here today to tell you a little bit about the great work that our organization is doing for the citizens of San Antonio. What you're about to see is just a few photos and videos of the way that we're changing lives for single parents in and around San Antonio, Texas. Our first giveaway took place in April of 2017, just one short month after the formation of our organization. John, a Bexar County resident, was the victim of a horrible drunk driver incident. He and his daughter survived the crash, and we were so proud to give our first car to this deserving family. Fast forward to 2020, a very difficult year for nonprofits. We were able to secure four vehicles for single parents in need. Our organization, including our board of directors, list of partners, and portfolio of people we've been able to help in San Antonio, continues to grow. And it's all thanks to donors and local community organizations that have helped us along the way. This giveaway took place in 2021 and shows that we continue to help single parents even after the struggles brought about by COVID-19. Because of limited funds and the overwhelming need, we at Driving Single Parents are incredibly selective with the people we help. Some are victims of domestic violence. Others had a spouse pass away tragically or otherwise fell on hard times. These single parents show adversity in the face of challenge and aren't looking for a handout. We offer a hand up and help get them back in the driver's seat. Many of the single parents we help go on to graduate college, get promotions, get married, mentor others, and some have even been so touched by the gift we gave them that they have decided to join our board of directors to pay it forward and ensure the continued growth of our organization. If you would like to help our organization continue to grow and continue to help single parents in need in San Antonio, Texas and Bear County, Texas. We would really appreciate your support please visit us online at www.drivingsingleparents.org thank you now it's time for little give kindness, kindness clips, clips.
1: meals on wheels san antonio was founded in 1977 to serve the San Antonio community and delivering meals for people who can't get out of their homes. These kids enjoy delivering meals with their mimo, just as her mother had
2: done before her, continuing a cycle of four generations delivering meals for the less fortunate.
0: I was a single mom myself and I remember that rush, you know, it's, you know, you get up in the morning and you get the kids and you get them ready and you get them to various daycares and schools and, and babysitters, whatever. And then you get to work and then you get off on your lunch break and you rush over and take them to the next babysitter or day. And then you go to the next thing and then you get them home from, you know, get done with work and you got to drive all the way to wherever they are, pick them up and then drive all the way home. And then now it's time to cook dinner, get ready in the bath. So there's so little time to spend with your kids to give them that emotional intelligence. Intelligence to, to teach them all those little things that they need to know because mom is too rushed, you know, or our daddy or whoever is just too rushed, just trying to get through the day, shuffling everybody everywhere, being transportation, being daycare, being food service, being everything that you can be, and, and trying to make it all work without yeah. having the time and the ability to actually address those mental health conditions you mentioned and, and talk to your kids and explain. Um, all the, the things that they need to know. So I think this is so awesome where, you know, you've really solved piece by piece, you know, and thought intentionally about every little thing that goes into being a parent. And I know mm-hmm. I'd spoken to you before. And one of the things that I really loved about what you're doing is that, you know, that parent who has that daycare on site could easily just, Go over and see their kid on the lunch break you know or ride to work together with their kid that's another hour 30 minutes 45 minutes whatever um with yeah. your child you know and then that lunch break and then on the way home you're already with them so that mm-hmm. time that you spend commuting home they're in the car with you we can sing songs and and play simon says or whatever you know you you want to do during that time it's just getting that time back because of your business model i think it's just the biggest gift
1: Yes, yes. And the, the other thing, too, is what we want to do is we want to bring people into thriving. So we don't want to create dependency. So we don't want to create employees that just stay with us and they never can go anywhere. We actually have a 10 step business model or a 10 step model that takes them through step by step by step. Different skill sets that they need in order to thrive anywhere, not just in in a in a safe environment like this one, we want them to be able to go out into other jobs and work other things. And that's the beautiful thing about this business model is because there's so many different aspects to it. Somebody literally can come in and we can find out what is their passion, what do they enjoy doing, and we can guide them wherever that is. So inside the manufacturing plant, we've got human resources, we've got web design, we've got marketing, we've got sales, we've got manufacturing, we've got management, we've got all the different things that go into a business. So they could, you know, find any of those that that excite them or get them uh, get them lit up. We can move them in that direction. If they want to live with uh, work with kids, we can move them on that career path. Or if they want to be in the food industry, we can move them on that career path. So there's many different ways that we can put people on the path to success and to thriving um, outside of working for us after a certain amount of time.
0: Wow. So as a business owner and entrepreneur myself, I have got to ask you, whenever you told people about your initial idea and all of these things, components that go into it, did they tell you that like, wow, that's just impossible? Or did they support you? What, what were their, their thoughts? And what were yours?
1: Oh, well, I think that, I mean, I felt kind of vulnerable with this new business model because it's never been done before. But, um, you know, the amount of stress and and breaking that that's happening in our society something's got to give and so there i had some friends that were all on board those are the ones that that are in the service with me we're in the trenches together they're looking for hope right they're looking for some solutions and so that group of people really enjoyed hearing about it they want to see it succeed and a lot of them have joined forces and and locked arms with me and said we're going to help you you know however we can make this happen and then of course there were others that were like oh that sounds lovely but it will never work you know um so so i've had both Um, But it's funny because one of my friends, speaking of this exact topic, is I was sitting in her office and I'm telling her this elaborate business plan. And she looks at me and she says, wow, that sounds amazing and very well thought out. And it seems like it could work. um, But what product are you going to make? And at that point, I I I sat there. I said, well, I haven't got that far yet. (laughs) That hasn't quite come to me yet. But the whole idea is there. And she said, well, I've got an idea for you. And I said, "Okay, what's that? And so then she proceeded to tell me um, about how she could never take a big girl bath. And I said, what do you mean? What's a big girl bath? And she said, well, you know, the one where I'm sipping my wine and I'm reading my book. I'm like, okay, why can't you take a big girl bath? And she said, because when I'm doing that, I feel like I'm drowning because my feet don't reach the end of the tub and I can never enjoy my bath. And I thought, well, that's a big problem, and there's no solution out there. And sure enough, we I searched high and low, and there was no solutions out there. So we actually filed um, for a patent on that in 2020. We actually got the patent just this, this past year. And so we are well on our way to launching the world's first and only bathtub footrest for people whose feet don't reach the end of the tub.
0: Wow, what a genius idea.
1: Yeah, it came that came. That was our first, our first product, our first, first product launching. And it's it's a rectangle piece with straps on all four corners and suction cups on the end of the straps. So you can literally put it wherever you need it to be in the bathtub.
0: That is so cool. So when she tells you this idea, were you thinking like, no way, no way, this has got to have already been done. No way. Or were you thinking like, oh, this is it.
1: Well, I was thinking, well, it's not, there's no solution. I can't believe there's no solution to this problem because she was five foot seven. I mean, she's not even that short. And so I thought, well, this, this is easy to make coming from a manufacturing assembly standpoint. um, The next thing was it's easy to make. So it makes sense for this to be our first product because we can make it um, relatively inexpensively and we can get it to market relatively quickly. And there's, three million women that are five foot four and under who enjoy taking baths. So that is our target market. We actually started selling the product about eight, nine months ago on Amazon and we've averaged one sale per day with zero marketing, zero advertising. So these are actually people searching for a solution to this problem.
0: That is so cool. So it's just like you found the need, you met it and that's going right into your whole vision and, and yes. making this happen for you.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: That is so neat. I love how earlier you talked about surrendering and just saying, you know what, I'm just going to trust and I'm just going to put my my thoughts out there and I'm just going to um, you know send it out and see what happens. And then boom, all of these, these things just seem to keep lining up for you. Okay.
1: So what happened next? Okay. So what happened next? Um, what happened next was we started raising money. And so as a social impact company business, we didn't want to go to investors because investors want to extract the profit from the company. We want the profit to stay in the company. So we had to get real creative with how we raise funds. So we needed about eighty thousand dollars to launch the product correctly. And what we decided to do was open up 10 spaces uh, for for 10 and 10 local investors or 10 people who cared about the vision and wanted to see it succeed and each person put in eight thousand dollars each and so we were able to raise the first eighty thousand dollars through that crowdfunding um with with the bigger bigger uh ticket item of eight thousand dollars and they get a half a percent of the company so we open it up for ten found founding members eight thousand dollars each um so we raised the first eighty thousand then The second fundraising that we did was through a grant. So we got actually applied for a local grant with our Economic Development Corporation and ended up getting that one. So we just finished round two phase fundraising. And so the, the bathtub footrest is ready to go. We've got everything ready to go. We're lining, we're lining up our manufacturing. Um, and as soon as we get that all lined up, we're going to hit go on the marketing. And then when we hit go on the marketing, then it's Katie bar the door from there. We have two other products that are coming right behind these. And this is the beautiful part about this, Cindy, is that we can take what we're doing here and we can duplicate it in other cities. So we don't have to keep this impact right here locally. We're testing it. We're proving the concept here. And we've got two, like I said, two products right behind this where we can go set up this manufacturing plant in Dallas and Arizona and LA and multiple different cities. So we can actually take this business model and this impact more globally. And so that's where we're at now. Now we're in phase three crowdfunding. And that was the slide that he just showed um, where there's different options for people to become um, advocates for this business model. So if somebody's sitting there and they're listening to this and they say, wow, this is really cool. I really feel this. I really resonate with this. I want to see this succeed. You can actually be a part of uh, making this happen. So what we've set up is a monthly subscription service where you actually become uh, a subscriber to IP to market. Um, for the first level, the level first level is $25 a month. And at that level, you get the newsletter, you get updates on what we're doing and how we're doing it. You get a discount on all of our, our products that we offer, and you get the first rights on any new products that we come out with. Um, the next level is $50 a month, and that's when you become a partner. And with that, you get all the same benefits of the advocate, but you also get a product of the month shipped to you. So you get a product every month um, in addition to being a part of this. The next level up is $100 a month, and with that one, you get – an extra product of the month. So you actually get two product of the month and they come gift wrapped with a little card that explains what this business model is. And so you can actually hand those out. So the $100 a month model would be for somebody who likes giving gifts or who maybe has a business where they give gifts to clients or employees or things of that nature. And then we have the $200 model, which is the same thing as the 100, but you get three extra products. So you get a total of four products a month All gift wrapped individually so you can literally just hand those off to people that you love to help spread the word about what we're doing. Hi, my name is Andrew Fraley and I believe that sometimes we all need a little bit of help. If you're in the San Antonio community and you need some legal help,
2: call me at 210-725-4658. Now it's time for Little Gift Clip
0: Quest. All right, everybody, I'm ready to give you this week's Clip Quest Challenge. So what I want you to do is I want you to go back to episode 11. I want you to watch it. After you're finished watching it, I want you to email me at cindy at and tell me what his daughter brought him when he was not feeling well after a surgery. Once you send me that answer, if it is correct, I will give you a shout out on a future episode. I can't wait to see you on the show. Wow, that's really cool. It's, it's neat that you got so many people involved, like in your local community. And like you said, you got the grant from the local and you're testing the model there and then you're going to branch out eventually. Mm-hmm. I love that you're doing that. So explain to us a little bit about how that works. So somebody comes up with an idea, right? And mm-hmm. then and they want to present their idea to you. Well, what do they do and how does that work?
1: Okay, they can just reach out to me, stacy at ip2market.biz is my email, and just uh, send over to me that, hey, I've got an idea I'd like for for you guys to, to take a look at. Um, we do purchase ideas. So if somebody has a great idea, my friend who has the great idea for the bathtub footrest actually gets 2% royalties for the life of the product. So if you have an idea um, and it's patentable and it's marketable, Um, and we can make it, then we're definitely interested in, in having a conversation with you and figuring out how to monetize that, not just for you, but also for the social impact that it can have. So if
0: somebody wants to reach out to you about an idea that they have, is there like any kind of protection that like if they send you the idea that it'll be protected or how does that work?
1: I do. We do have the we do have the, um, the non not a confidentiality forms that they can just say, hey, I've got an idea, then I can send them the form. I just need their name and address and I can send them the form and we'll sign it. And that way their idea is protection, protected um, and they can disclose it to us uh, in the safety of knowing that it's going to be safe.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I know that's a big concern for some people. I had a, um, a lady on before that talked about how she was doing a publishing company and how you could send her your transcript and then they would review it and see if they wanted to publish it or not. And then part of those proceeds go to nonprofits. And um, she explained to me about that. You know, you have all these disclosures to make sure that, you know, they're not going to like mm-hmm. take your manuscript and then print it somewhere else. So yeah. that's good to know. Um, so tell yeah. us, tell us more. What else do you have going on?
1: Okay. So the bathtub footrest, when I took the prototype over to my friend's house to show her, I put it in her bathtub and her four-year-old son jumped in the bathtub and said, a table for the bathtub. And we looked (laughs) at each other and we thought, well, that's a great idea. So we actually took the bathtub footrest and turned it sideways and he got his cars and his dinosaurs and he started playing on that. And loved it and now he just wants to use it all the time in his tub so the next product we have coming out is the same exact product only uh, rebranded as the tubby table so this is a table for toddlers in the tub Um, yeah I figure I I don't know how many toddlers there are I know there's a lot more than there are women who love taking baths so I'm super excited about the toddler table and that'll be our next rendition um, and then the final, or the the third one that we have coming out is actually an orthodontics product. So that is the Pocket Ortho Wax, which is actually a dispenser for the ortho wax that you use when you have braces to protect your cheeks um, from the braces from scratching them.
0: Yes, my daughter has braces, and so actually my daughter and son have braces right now, and so we know all about the wax.
1: Oh yes, <laughs> so yes, we're. <that's> yes. cool. <laughs> Yeah. So it's kind of like a chapstick. And so you load the wax in it and then it just twists up and you get a little piece off and you put the lid back on it, stick in your pocket.
0: Oh, that's cool. Very convenient for kids with braces. Cool.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. Extremely convenient and sanitary.
0: Awesome. Okay, so I got to ask you the two questions I ask all of my guests when they're on. So one is, can you give the audience an example of a little thing they can do in their community that might just be a little give on their end, but might make a big impact on the other side?
1: Mm, You know what? I'm all about the kids, so I'm going to focus on the kids because I think that's where we can have um, a great deal of impact. I would say get involved with your local welfare board or with the um, foster program in your local community find a foster family and wrap some support around them, bring them a meal once a month, um, offer to go run some errands for them, offer to do some maintenance on their car or mow their yard um, or offer to take, you know, to give them a gift card for heyday or for um, for a fun night out. We had one foster family that had six, six teenagers in their house um, And teenagers don't talk a lot, but when you take them out bowling or you take them out miniature golfing, they loosen up and they start sharing a little bit and they get a little bit more bonded. So part of the healing process is for them to go out and have bonding experiences with their kids. But you could imagine having six kids, teenagers um, that's super expensive. So if you have money, I would find a foster family and support them some way with money. If you enjoy cooking, I would find a foster family and bless them with a meal once a week or once a month. Um, if you enjoy reading the kids, then I would encourage you to get involved where you can just offer some respite care for the foster families because they could use it.
0: Wow. That's one I have not heard yet, but what a great idea. Not You know, some people may not have the ab- ability to be foster parents themselves. And so they may, not even consider any of that, but I had never thought of that you could just really just go support someone who is doing it in little ways. What what a great idea. Yeah. Uh, That's one of the reasons why I love asking that question to my guests, because you all come up with such innovative ideas. So thank you Mm -hmm. for sharing that.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say the child welfare board is one of the boards that I'm still on out of all the other boards. I I've resigned from all the boards so I can focus on my business, but the child welfare board is the one I'm still involved in. And that's the conclusion we came to. It's like not everybody is, is has the resources or the time or the ability to be a foster parent, but everybody can do something for the foster. Yes. Parent, yes, right. Yes, and the absolutely. foster parents are doing the hard work. We can wrap support around them so that they can continue to do the hard work of healing these children.
0: Absolutely. So tell us a little bit more about that. I know we spoke earlier and you had mentioned that, you know, you're really passionate about that nonprofit. You want to tell us a bit more about that?
1: Yes, I would love to. We actually are um, really working to support and recruit foster families in our local community. There's really a number of ways. We've really made it super easy. Anybody can support, anybody can be a part of this. Um, the, the The entry level is, you know, a donation, a monthly donation, whether it's $5 a month, $10 a month, $50 a month, $500 a month, whatever it is, we will take that money and utilize it for the kids. And what we do is we provide we provide support for foster families to pay for the things that the state doesn't pay for. So if a child is in the band and wants to play an instrument, we will pay for their instrument. Or if they want to do an extra extracurricular sport, we will pay for their, their sporting needs. If they want to go to a camp during the summer, an enrich, life enrichment camp, we will pay for that. Um, senior pictures, right? Things that the state doesn't pay for, but that are important for the kid to have some kind of normalcy in their life. That's where we step in. We do three um, offers of new clothing three times a year for for each foster kid. Um, And we offer fun bonding experiences for the families. So we will utilize your money. uh, If you want to, you know, if you want to donate to Grayson County Child Welfare Board, that's how we use the money for that. Um, And we also offer a space for supporting the foster families. So if you want to be a part of supporting a foster family, we can connect you with whatever your skill set or your desire is with somebody who needs that and connect the two of you together.
0: Awesome. What a great nonprofit. You know, it seems like just like medical insurance, there's all these gaps that are kind of unseen unless you're in the throes of it. So, um, to think about the senior pictures and, like you said, um, the band or any instrument you want to play or those summer programs are really expensive. And so, it's it's great that you are, you know, kind of meeting that need in between other needs. So, wow. And that to give them that sense of normalcy, like you said, you know, they're already going through a rough enough time and to not have to deal without those things. So, what a great organization.
1: Yes, it's it's one that's near and dear to my heart.
0: Yes. So oh, that's beautiful. So the next question I like to ask is can you give the audience an example of a time whenever someone was, you know, kind to you and did something little for you that might have been a little give on their end, but really made an impact on you?
1: Yes. Um I'm gonna say. It's really, you know, it, it's something happened just this last weekend. We're talking about a little give it. I, I was, I was headed out to an event that there was going to be some, some tough feelings around. There was some grief going on and I had to show up at this event and there was pain involved with it. So all of this was going on on Saturday and I had a friend call me on Friday and she just called to check in and say, Hey, I know you got this big event coming up on Saturday. Um, I know it's going to be over about three o'clock. So I've already made plans for us for the afternoon because I don't want you to be alone. And why don't you just come hang out with us after that? And it was like on her part, it was like the smallest thing of just like come hang out with us after your event. But for me, it meant the world to me because she actually thought, you know, thought about what I was facing that weekend and and offered to help me have a, a safe place to land afterwards
0: wow that's really wonderful you know sometimes you know people they don't realize what you're going through and then those little things that can kind of like you know just you know just give you a big hug without even necessarily touching you to make yes. you feel like everything is okay you know it, it might not be perfect right now but mm-hmm. everything's okay and i have this support system
1: yes yes there's mm-hmm. somebody that cares about me yes Makes yeah. a
0: big what a great friend mm-hmm.
1: yes i'm very blessed that's awesome.
0: OK, well, I've really enjoyed getting to know you and hearing your story, and I'm really excited about all the things that you're doing to help others. And then, like you said, to really help those families and children uh, have developed that mental health in a good way before it turns you know, or you know, goes a different way when they get older. So I'm really glad that you're out there every day you know, working towards this goal. I think it's a great idea. And I really hope that if anybody in our audience wants to get to know you or learn more, maybe they have an idea, go ahead and let them know where they can find you at.
1: Yes, um, a website is iptomarket.biz, and that's ip, the number two, market.biz, and my email is just stacy at ip2market.biz, and so they can reach out to me directly, and they'll hear directly from me, and I, I'm usually, I might be up to a week getting back to you on my emails, but I will definitely respond.
0: Awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on today. And if anybody out there was passionate about the nonprofit she featured today, please do visit that website. Um, donate a dollar, five dollars, just any little gift can make a big impact. And also go out there and help those foster families. Like she mentioned, you know, you could just as easily go and give a gift card so they can have a fun night out or maybe a meal or mow their grass. Like she said, there's so many little things that you can do to really wrap your arms around those families that are in need. So what beautiful little gifts that you've offered to us today and all the great things that you're doing today, Stacy. Thank you so much for everything. And I really appreciate you being with us today.
1: Yes. Thank you, Cindy, for doing this and for telling these stories. It's such an important thing getting the story out because we can make a difference. We can stop this mental health crisis that we're facing. It's just getting people educated and getting a new story out there of how we can do business differently. I also want to say, People can also reach me on social media, Facebook or Instagram. And my my handle is Stacy.Renee.CEO. And that's S-T-C-I dot R E N E E ene eceo on both Facebook and Instagram.
0: Awesome. Well, hopefully everybody will reach out to you. I will definitely be following your story. I can't wait till you can bring this to San Antonio. And um, thank you so much for being on today. And uh, we'll see you next time.
1: Okay, sounds good. Thank you, Cindy. Thank
0: you. Thank you all so much for watching this episode of Little Give with Me. If you would like to be a part of our kindness clip segment, please do send in your short videos expressing a time where somebody was kind to you or maybe you were kind to someone else. Send those videos to us at Cindy at com and you could be featured on a future episode. If you want to get involved with our clip quest of the week, please do send those answers to Cindy at com. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on our show, or maybe you know a nonprofit that you love and would like to feature, please do visit our website, littlegive.com. You can also find us on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram if you want to know more about all that we do to highlight ordinary people doing extraordinary things to help others. Thank you again for watching.